You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season nine, episode 14. Um, unfortunately for you, the listeners, you're stuck with uh, the two Johns this week because um, Chris isn't available and we couldn't get any guests on this week, so apologies in advance. Uh, how you doing, John? Yeah, I'm all right tonight. Um, just a wee bit concerned about Chris because all of a sudden um, Celtic have gone a bit of a league slump and um, he's no one to face the music by the sounds of things. <laughs> and I'm only kidding. He's got, he does have other commitments, but it does doesn't look good from his part. Um, Whereas you and I face the music on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> having to do it a fair bit this year, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a bit um, up and down, but but yeah, it wasn't all bad for Celtic over the weekend. To be fair, because um, they did have the um, the Thursday night European game um, against Cluj, where they got their revenge, and it was it actually became a bit of a um, inspiration for our title early doors because um, there was a substitute that came on called Coolio. <laughs> so um, I, I, tweet, um, I said to him so it's Kilo enters uh, Glasgow Paradise um, yes or should it now be because of the results of the weekend Kilo living in Glasgow Paradise oh, oh. Good, uh, that was like uh, what was it my father-in-law he texted me on Sunday saying Celtic will be livid with that result oh Aye. oh dear it was all happening I wish Chris was on just so that, you know, it doesn't sound as though we're talking about him behind his back or his team behind his back. Because trust oh, me, I, I would have loved to have done that. He <laughs> would expect it. He wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. To be fair to me, I think he did say that we were to say that the reason why he wasn't on is because of the, the result of the weekend, even though there's other reasons. But, uh, yeah. oh, fine. If, any, if either of you and me were off, we would be getting pairs. It would be a lot worse as well. Oh, Remember the, some of the excuses that we've had for you being off and me being off, so... Oh, aye, definitely. Um, I think what was last year in a sausage lorry once, and you were <laughs> otherwise engaged with the missus and different things like that, and all sorts. So, I can't be fed all sorts. But we should probably get back to the football. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, I watched this game, but it was one of those I kind of was watching it, but Celtic were kind of quite comfortable, so it wasn't as interesting mm-hmm. in terms of watching it. Because I think I'd watched the end of the Rangers game, and I was kind of like, right, okay. It was what I seen in that. It was quite lively, but the the Celtic close game, Celtic were obviously able to get their revenge from what happened in the, the qualification for the Champions mm-hmm. League, and they went some way to redeeming themselves. Yeah. Well, the obvious um, differences in that Celtic team to last time. Well, first of all, they had a um, a proper centre back to partner Ayer, um, and Julian, because obviously he's been coming on a game. Um, whereas beforehand, it's um, Joseph Simeonovic who just in. In European games especially, he is a bit of a bomb scare. Um, in, yeah. in the Scottish Premiership, he looks um, quite accomplished, but in Europe, he's been from one time and time again. Um, the um, ball and golly was obviously more, they were more comf- comfortable with him starting at left-back uh, this time, and he seems to be getting better on a weekly basis. And probably the most important change was Callum McGregor was playing in his position in the centre midfield, um, in the centre midfield, I'll say Scott Brown, rather than being wasted at left back. Yeah. Uh, there was also a personnel change of Elianusi for the injured Mikey Johnson, and Elianusi comes up with a decent setting goal, slight deflection, but 
Um, and he said, no, was it him they said the first or was it Bill and Golly? As I say, it was one of those I was watching, but it wasn't yeah. it fully kind of paying attention to it, Edward. I missed the first goal. Again. I missed the first goal, to be perfectly honest, but, um, you know, saw the, I saw the header part later on, and yeah, Edward again, big game, steps up to the plate and delivers a goal. Celtic, as you say, were very, very comfortable. Um, yeah. And it was, it, it's hard to call. You're pleased um, from a Scottish football point of view to see Celtic win, but at the same time, it's hard to keep focused when the game is just, there's that much control. Yeah, they're getting a bit more of a settled lineup as well. Obviously, you've kind of touched on the fact that they kind of defensively, certainly, in particular, um, Julian's getting trusted a wee bit more than even Warren Golly, whether it's maybe deciding that Greg Taylor's helped him. Mm-hmm. Of kind of knowing that he's not really guaranteed a place. Mind you, Greg Taylor's not featured at all. No one featured, no one on the bench. He's not a chance to get on, um, to be fair. Um, and when you're putting someone on the bench, they've got to be quite versatile because, all right, you get seven subs, which is a lot more than what you had in the past, but um, you're quite limited when you pick a Greg Taylor because he can only fill one position, which is left back. Um, yeah. Whereas if you put someone like, um, like Johnny Hayes in, he can play left mid, left mid, right mid, or left back. Uh, Bauer yeah. can play right back, but the boy Hammett has started at right back and slot the centre back. So, yeah, I mean, there are no shy of options. I'm quite surprised they didn't use more of them at the weekend um, against Lewis. I know they probably didn't want to feel um, complacent by making too many changes, but sometimes when you've just come off the back of a European result, you're maybe best making one or two to freshen up and keep players on their toes. But um, also didn't help that they went down to 10 men, and there's no complaints. It's a a straight red card. Oh, I definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the regrettable thing about the incident is, again, a player um, suffering online abuse because of something that's happened mm-hmm. on the pitch. Mm-hmm. It's just daft. Yeah, there's no need for it. It's not the first time we've seen that this season. We've seen other players as well. We ended up leaving Twitter because of it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Andy Robertson took a Twitter break um, mm-hmm. because, oh, you know, this is a guy that's been starring for Liverpool. Um, the Champions League in one bad game against Napoli, people think it's acceptable to be abusive, and it's the same with Ryan Christie. You know, he's been outstanding since the start of the season. Probably put himself already at this stage in contention for Player of the Year, etc. And because he makes one bad tackle, Celtic. Um, we must stress, by the way, it's a very tiny minority. You know, this is in no way, you know, taking Celtic fans. It is a very tiny minority, probably about half a dozen. Um, and they just think it's acceptable to be abusive to the guy. Get a grip. Come on, it's a game yeah. of football. Move on. He's had one bad one bad incident. Um, you know, you weren't abusing him when he was sticking free kicks in the top corners going hatches oh, exactly. and Johnson, things like that. So, yeah. Perspective. I think as well, um, was it Stephen Reid, uh, Scotland assistant, or coach, sorry, um, touched on the fact that he's kind of pretty caught up about it in terms of getting that kind of abuse, I think it's. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully you can... Uh, yeah. Just, I think he said the ideal thing for him is just to get back on the pitch. So hopefully with Scotland, which we'll go on to, on to later, hopefully he does start. Because um, mm-hmm. he's definitely someone that can make a difference. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, Lovey I, Lovey showed how to beat Celtic in terms mm-hmm. of getting at them and not letting them have time in the ball, getting in their faces. and Just a typical performance what we've seen from Lovey last year, I think. Yeah, and they met us. commitment in the good bit of finishing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Dykes in particular, the wee chip over Forster was good. 
Yeah, that was a lovely finish. It was a good composed finish by Robinson for first goal. It's not great to yeah. make a Celtic, but um, I th- it's Livingston made history by beating Celtic for the first time in a relatively short history. Um, it's a great achievement for them. And you've got to remember, Livingston on the back of four straight defeats. You know, they weren't coming into mm-hmm. this game in good form at all. And Celtic, I said to him, has all been flying, um, doing well in the Europa League, top of the, the league as it was. Um, and so this is a it's a big scout for Livingston and you know we were talking about what kind of results we're going to see other than the old firm results that could decide um, with leagues going well there's the first scalp um, and you just got to wonder how many others will follow between the end of the season Is this... yeah yeah well I think there will be more defeats for us like yeah. I said in Rangers I don't think no well obviously not either invincible because um, that's in both suffer the defeat mm-hmm. be it Rangers get defeated by Celtic no, I still think we'll see kind of teams drop points. I seem to folks trying to suggest that this was Celtic and Rangers. They're going to be even further ahead than what they ever have been in the past. I, I don't think that's the case. Um, and Rangers have still got some tough fixtures to come after the international bit. I mean, they go to take us or they probably have a good record against Hearts recently. We'll touch on Hearts form later, but they've still got to Petardry. They've still got to Fir Park. They've still got Easter Road. Um, you know, they've also got to go to Parkhead, etc. So, yeah, I think there will be turn. Um, Celtic and Rangers for me will be a good distance ahead of everyone else because no one else looks capable of challenging at the moment. Um, but uh, there, there will be some defeats. Um, but before going to Rangers' recent league result, we need to touch on their game in Europe. Um, they were looking good. And then James Tavernier, the defender, stepped in. Um We've often criticised his defensive lapses, which is probably, with no disrespect, the reason why he's playing for Rangers and not playing the English Premier League, because he's got mm-hmm. a terrific right-foot delivery, he's good going forward, um, also can take his hit piece, but the boys just can't defend. Um, yeah, it, it, probably again, here there's, the issue maybe is that there's not a lot of competition at Rangers or right-back. You've got an American boy, Polster, uh, who came on at the weekend, but apart from that, there's not really anyone else that's going to cover in at right-back. Yeah. And, and he does bring so much going forward, it's, it's going to be hard to drop him. Uh, yeah. I don't think you could, um, you would um, drop him, but obviously the worry is in, in these games, um, it just takes one lapse of concentration. And, well, teams like, I mean, young boys aren't the biggest hitters in Europe, but they're more likely to punish Rangers than most teams in this country are able to, uh, for that type of mistake. And um, I thought it was a little harsh on Rangers. I thought they were good value for a point and they could have even nicked it I mean the goalkeeper makes a tremendous save from Morales' deflected effort at yeah. the end um, but then to Vinny, why he goes for that ball the way he did and then obviously the boys get a, um, a one and one and he finishes it well question marks as to whether McGregor could have done better but I think the shot is just that well hit that you couldn't really get down to it quick enough and aye on the half four yeah, it's yeah. good hit as well but it's probably disappointing as well for Rangers is I think the fact they're losing a goal so cool, um, so soon after half time. Mm-hmm. I'll lose a goal after five minutes. You can yeah. keep it tight early on. Um, but yeah, I thought Rangers were probably kind of deserving of a point. But that group, yeah. everyone in three points. Yeah, that's, um, that's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting how Rangers do against Porto in the, the double header um, after a national break. So that'll be make a break for them. If they can come away from that, um, you know, at very least, if t- uh, you know, got the same number of points as Porto, whether it be two draws or a win each, 
um, preferably from Rangers cases, you know, taking four points or six points, obviously. But if they can come away with at least the same number of points as Port in these two games, then they've certainly got given themselves a chance. But yeah, yeah it's very tight because they were a minute away from being top of the group and, and now they're <laughs> third, as it turns out, in goal difference, where Celtic are um, obviously top of their sections because of results going their way. So, yeah, it'll be interesting how they get on against Lazio after the international break. Yeah, I don't know whether Lazio can take this competition as seriously as maybe some of the other kind of teams. Um, but I probably if they were putting everyone out that's their best line-up, I think it's the hardest game that they've got Celtic. Yeah, you would expect so. Um, but as you say, it just depends how seriously Lazio um, are treating it. Because uh, although there's a the chance of Champions League football if you win the competition. I don't know if Lazio are going to be strong enough once the Champions League dropout teams come in and even when you consider other teams of competition like Arsenal um, just off the top of my head has been one of them. Um, Sevilla in this competition usually one of the Spanish teams are pretty good bet to win that so but yeah if Celtic Rangers um, you know, can get out of the groups then it'd be, it'd be good for Scottish football Um and try and get that coefficient up. Um, but back to domestic action. You don't want to do well, but Rangers um, were obviously convincing against Hamilton to leave, leave Morales out, Brian Defoe, hat trick. Yeah, that's Defoe's second hat trick of the season. In the league. What's it? Nine goals he's got in the league. Yeah, he's a regular starter. Yeah, Hi. two, two, two hat tricks at Ibrooks. Um, but it's, excuse the feedback that you're. That you might be hearing at your end. Um, there's also technical issues, which we'll try and sort. But yeah, um, Jermaine Defoe, um, he's, that's what he was brought in to do. You know, I think he knew he wasn't going to be a regular starter, but he was going to get more of a chance than what he was um, getting bored with at his age. And yeah. when he's required, you know, to give Morelos a break, especially after the European games, it's a good inclusion. I really wasn't playing at all at Bournemouth. Um, so yeah. anything at all. Always a bonus, and his experience is definitely going to help there. Plus, the fact as well, I think, might be on here, but I don't know if he's ever won a, a top flight trophy in his career. I don't think so. Come to think of it, um, yeah, because he, he'd left uh, he'd left Tottenham when they won the League Cup to go to Portsmouth, and he was I'm sure he was cup tied with Portsmouth when they won the FA Cup in the same season. I'd need to check. <coughs> I'd need to check that out. Excuse me. But, but yeah, this is a. He's certainly going to get an opportunity up here, that's for sure, you would imagine. Yeah. Um, but what's that? Rangers now 19 goals in the league at home in four games. Gee, that's, that's worrying, isn't it, for everyone else? It's great from their point of view. Um, the paying pun on Ibrox getting value for money. Certainly something that Gerard's improved on as a home form, because remember the last season before Gerard took over, they were, was it seven games they lost at home or something like that? Yeah, that's right, under Kishinia and Murty. Um, and then last season, Aberdeen were the only team to beat them at Ibrox mm-hmm. domestically, yeah. and that was obviously on two occasions. Um, so, and only Celtic have added that. So, yeah, the home form's been terrific. Um, and away from home, the form's improved, but as I've mentioned before, they've got bigger tests to, to come, and that will see how far Gerard has brought them on. But there's no question they're a totally different outfit to the last couple of seasons since they've been back in the top flight. Yeah, because you mentioned about Celtic, maybe that they could have freshened things up. I think Gerard's going to have done a good job of rotating the team um, mm-hmm. after European games. Because obviously in 
Sunday you had Edmonton come in, I think Kamara came in as well, I think Greg Stewart mm-hmm. um, before, yeah. so a few changes and it's not affecting them at all. If anything, it's probably pushing the ball into them when folk are coming in, they want to take their chance to try and stay in the team or get more chances mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to impress. Their only worry is um, that obviously Ryan Jack was injured um, in the last game and he's obviously at the Scotland game. Um, will he be back after the national break? They also hope so because um, they've also got some big games coming up um, in, at home and abroad. But he's been a, a big player for them this season. Um, yeah. And to be honest, I would have liked to see Jack start for Scotland this week um, in the home position because that's one position Scotland aren't sorting just now. We've got too many midfielders and none of them really want to play that set midfielder. Jack does and he does it well. Um, Aberdeen fans will probably th- shouting at me right now, um, but Aberdeen miss him. I will say when you talk to Rangers fans, they would most of them would say that Ryan Jack's our best midfielder this season, mm-hmm. and probably even in last season as well. I think. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, positive as well for Rangers. Jimmy Murphy coming back, almost getting a score sheet as well. I didn't even re- re- realise them. I just saw the brief highlights and obviously the goals. Um, so, but yeah, that that's the best for him because he also had a tough year out and just it'd be interesting to see what kind of player that um, he turns into. But they've got so many options; it's it's quite frightening. Um, no, and especially in the wide positions because they let uh, Middleton go and loan to Hibs um, and. To let Hasty go to Rotherham. From what I've seen, Hasty's actually doing quite well. He scored three goals in six games. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to keep an eye from a Scotland perspective as much as anything, because we always want more people, uh, more good players pushing um, for international recognition as well. Yeah, just a shame that we can't find as many centre backs or strikers, but again, yeah, right we'll backs. Come up to that. <laughs> well, right backs. Uh, maybe there's uh, quite a few places we need strengthen. Yeah. Um, Aside from that, and they're like, I suppose maybe I'll get over and done with and talk about Aberdeen. Um, I'll just give the analysis. Um, <laughs> we are so lucky that um, Christian Deutsch um, was garbage. Otherwise, yep. we would have lost that game comfortably. Oh, um, he's got four clear chances to score. Yeah. Thankfully, Joe Lewis is quick off his line to, to save the danger of the time. But mm-hmm. He's a poor striker, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, for two of them, he's, he, he's got the option of squaring to Horgan, who's in a much better position, and then Scott Allen. Why he do, how he doesn't see Scott Allen? I think that's the same striker who's just absolutely desperate to hit the back of the net. Cause it's, it's not happened from, I think he scored one in the League Cup sections. Uh, that's been it. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes the harder you try, the worse it gets. Um, and so I can see he was effectively Aberdeen's best striker and defender. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Maybe it's going to end up a bit like the, the Stevie May situation for us, where we spend a bit of money thinking, oh, he's going to come in and get goals for us, and mm-hmm. it's not going to work out because Do- I think Hibs paid a good good bit of money for Dodge. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Why he's playing ahead of Compare, I don't know. No. Whether yeah. it's maybe just a case of heck and bottom trying to justify the signing. Um, I don't know, but Camberry's a far better striker. But that's the same as I was sticking Curtis Main on from the start. And see, when I saw him and Cosgrove up front, I just knew the kind of football we were going to play. Um, oh, yeah. And it sums it up that Curtis, I mean, it's actually Main who effectively sets up Portis with his um, sticking the foot and it doesn't really go anywhere. You can't really 
blame too much for that, I suppose. Um, but it's not a corner, he, I thought, from Hibs. Well yeah. worked. Yeah, it was. Um, but then Main gets himself sent off. Do you think it was a send-off? Uh, it's certainly done. I think. It's, yeah, I think so. You, if you lunge in like that, you, you give the referee a decision. Um, yeah. I don't think, think it's a worst tackle. I, I think it's no. just... It's a bit, a bit mistimed. There's no malice in it. Yeah. It's yeah. reckless and his feet do leave the floor. So I think, as you say, it, it's probably one of those that um, had the referee um, booked him, there wouldn't have been too many complaints but similarly mm-hmm. it's a red card there's no many yeah. complaints either other from um, our bench etc but it did as a favour to be frankly honest and I, I hate she make a bonnet game I didn't we after Aye. that yeah exactly it tells it all um, <laughs> I would like to one day be shut up about this like I did with Sam Cosgrove a year ago I wasn't happy with Cosgrove and I'm happy no be proven on with him but I just don't see it with me at all no, I mean as folks have said, like all we've done is replace one striker that struggled for goals for another one, yeah. and I think most people would have rather probably maybe Stevie May stayed into the main. I think May offers a wee bit more than what Main does um, in terms of just an out, kind of coming short, even be set pieces as well. And we've all been looking for us to play four four two for a while, but it's more uh, Bruce Anderson we wanted up front as opposed to Main. Yeah. As you say, as soon as you see that team. You know already, it's just it's, it's going to be the same style of players we've been playing. Only difference is there's two folk to lump it up to into the one. I mean, we've got decent midfielders. I mean, Ferguson and Campbell both kind of decent in the ball, good passes about. I've not seen much of it uh, to be able to show. No. Um, the only Ross comes in as well, and I think there was a couple of times whereby he was in good space, and I think, I think it was Hedges and. Koskov. There was one with yeah, Koskov. Um, probably could have played him in and kind of went themselves. So, yeah. midfield was kind of young, which was surprising after what McInnes had said last week. But then I think he kind of reversed in his comments and said he wasn't meaning it was a. He was blaming the young players. We said it was a young performance, as in maybe a naive, naive performance, which I think was maybe probably fair enough to say. So, positives to take in terms of going down to 10 men and kind of coming back and getting a point, and even maybe hard chances, maybe we potentially could have won a bit. Still disappointed against Hibs because Hibs have been poor last season. I know they picked up in terms of the cup game and mm-hmm. getting a point against Celtic, but not a great side. Well, it's a, it's a home game for Aberdeen, and that should be um, you no know, games that we look for three points almost every time. Um, and we were lucky to get a point. Let's be honest. Thank you just for Cosgrove's header and yeah. as we say, Dodgy's um, dreadful finishing. Um, po- positive is um, that. Scott McKay um, came back on the second half yeah. so because um, we're needing defenders and our Scotland <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah that was a positive there's no complaints of the Lewis Ferguson red card either that was a shocking challenge um, aye again daft a bit similar to the one I get sent off for towards the end of last season yeah interesting it was a game between both um, two sides who or both sets of fans aren't happy with their manager and on the day when Jack Ross gets sacked by Sunderland um, there's all sorts of talking on like some people say maybe a swap maybe McKenna should go to Sunderland this time um, and Jack Ross come up here Hibs fans say well we can get rid of Heck- send Paul Heck and put him back to Barnsley because they sat the, um, they get rid of their manager after their yeah. by Preston um, I don't think Barn- from, I know a Barnsley fan but I think they I don't think they would take too kindly like them going back because they ended up they don't end up going to Leeds and they yeah 
it's most of are very well liked by Barnsley. You never know, because football, kind of funny old game in terms of we've seen, like, yeah. Steve Bruce and Lars McLeese mm-hmm. managing at Birmingham and Villa and different things like that, but I don't know if Barnsley, I don't think Barnsley fans would set taking bottom going back. Yeah. The track cross one, yeah, he's definitely going to get a link with jobs up here. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he maybe looks for another job down south, first of yeah. all, in terms of wanting to kind of still try and do something well, but he, I mean, that, that was a good job that he had down there. Good chance to maybe kind of build mm-hmm. something and he's not going to get a, a club as, I say, potentially as good as Sunderland because at the moment Sunderland are struggling. So, mm-hmm. uh, can I see? The problem with Sunderland was they just didn't know how to kill teams off. I mean, last season I think they lost three or four games in uh, League One, but they drew so many. And this season they've only lost two games, but again, it's the draws that are killing them. Um, yeah. and unfortunately, the owners have obviously. You know, once the fans turn, it's almost difficult. And there was a lot of saying uh, hashtag Ross out. Um, they weren't concerned on the fact they. This is just the way things are in England. Some will be a couple of um, Premier League teams in the Carabao Cup. Some of the fans don't care about that. They only want promotion. So do the owners, and they press the panic button. Um, so they've been doing that for ages, haven't they? Some old. Yeah. Ones. Oh no, they're just one of a, um, you know, multiple number of clubs who just. Um, you know, as soon as results turn, um, it goes away. Wait, wait. It, you know, they just say, let's press that button. Um, I think one of the few teams in England, um, just sticking on that for a wee minute, um, that didn't do that was Preston, because Alec Neil um, and Preston were bottom three last season in the Championship, but the board recognised, A, they had an injury list, let's judge them um, once the, um, the players are all back fit again. And B, they recognise Alec Neal's a good manager. They almost they were pretty close to playoffs last season, then fell away at the end, um, having been the bottom three. And then this season they've started great. I was also there on Saturday. Um, yeah. It was 5-1. It should have been 10, to be perfectly honest, because they should have been 4-1 up at half-time. Um, but they missed a lot of chances. But I think Alex Neal's team, team talk at half-time was, right, just do everything you did in the first half, except one thing, score. And they went with it. Aye, they were really good, and Barnsley were so poor, so it's no surprise they sacked their manager on the back of that. Well, although it's not just that result, they've not won since opening day of the season. Aye, I think he was a German manager, wasn't he? Which has been mm-hmm. quite popular in England yeah. recently. There's been a few. Obviously, you've got like, uh, the boy Stark at Norwich. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, there was fa- um, there was Fagner who t- took Huddersfield up. Yeah. Um, is it Schalke now? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think there was one as well. There was oh, I was one at Huddersfield, but I never worked out. Yeah, yeah, Huddersfield. After Fagner. Yeah, I, I know the guy you're talking about. Boy in. Um, from Dortmund, I think. Yeah, one of the coaches or something like that. But um, I know you're talking about. I just can't put the name to him. Yeah, remember there was one that um, there was a fan in the watching the game and they thought some other fans thought he was the, the new manager mm-hmm. it turned out it wasn't but uh, so. yeah. yeah so I was just going to say Aldo um, has predicted that Jack Ross will be at Hearts um, I, th- I suppose the only link I can see there's Ross was a coach at Hearts um, so maybe Craig Levine might say I'll just come back upstairs to let Jack Ross in who knows but unless Levine says so, um, he's staying as manager. It's as simple as that. And yeah, terrific win for Kilmarnock. Deserved win. And Hearts again, utterly hopeless at home. Which you yeah. never associate with them. Well, we didn't. You didn't just do, but then yeah. we've not won it six months at home. 
Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, he, uh, as everyone says, and it's been well documented, used to be folk feared with going to Tyn Castle. Now folk are going there thinking, oh, this is an easy three points. Mm-hmm. An easy game. Uh, Levine looked, looked a wee bit dejected at the end of the game. Um, I know they've had injuries as well, which, and it has been to key players, but he seemed to suggest that the players just aren't giving enough when they're going out on the pitch. So he wasn't taking any kind of blame himself. Um, I think there's nightmares again, or like similar to the Czech Republic game when he was manager at Scotland, where the player had no strikers playing. Mm-hmm. Um, devoid of ideas, hearts. Yeah, I th- I th- there's an apathy there. Um, I mean, I sympathise with the injury situation, but that's that's we have squads for. I mean, we don't buy um, as Aberdeen fans with our injury um, issues, and the Hearts fans certainly ain't buying it with Craig Levine. Um, you know. He's got he's got to be the one that motivates them, and they just don't seem motivated to get out of the park just now. Um, you know, they also got he's obviously got the um, the fact that they put Aberdeen out of the cup and um, beat Hibs in the Edinburgh Derby to save him off for a while. But when they lose that game, so without really a whimper, it's the pressure is just going to build again. And the next game after, as we say, is Rangers at home. And Hearts' record against Rangers in recent years is pretty appalling. Um, and under Craig Levine in general, it's I don't think I don't know if he's actually beaten Rangers as a manager with um, with Hearts, which is pretty appalling when you um, consider. Um, but take nothing away from Kilmarnock, who once again are defying people. Um, and Angelo Alesso is certainly proving his early critics wrong, who um, wanted him out after the two European games, and you know he's proving that. Once he started working with the players and knowing the players that he's got and bringing in one or two others, yeah, he's got them back to basics and they're doing yeah. well. Aye, we touched on that last week in terms of getting back to basics. And by all accounts as well, the partnership at Del Fabro and Finlay's been superb. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, they've kept quite a few clean sheets this season as well already. So, yeah, defensively pretty solid. Um, you can see kind of hints of them being a wee bit more creative and attacking going forward as well I think um, Liam Miller constantly impresses out wide mm-hmm. um, he's direct he can like to take on folk and yeah if you're, if you're not conceding you're going to at least get a point Aye. they're picking up good ones yeah definitely and after earlier on thinking oh they're, they're no Ben tops that's this year they're looking like a good bet for tops that's just in those early days but yeah yeah, that's it. Um, one another team who have been tipped for top six might even look higher. Motherwell, um, another comfortable home win for them, and a contender for pick out with uh, Adam Scott. Scott was it? Is it Adam Scott? His name? Yeah, uh, James. James. James Scott. Scott. I'm, I'm terrible with names tonight. Uh, I'm terrible with names tonight. Um, but yeah, that's an absolute peach of a strike. Um, make it one 0 and. I think both keepers had some good saves in the game and then Mother will tie up later on. Yeah, they've been very impressive this season. Um, obviously Donnelly, he's been one that's been product hostile standard. he missed out at the weekend. Mm-hmm. But then they had Maguire come in, other young stuff. Um, Polworth kind of getting good reviews as well, getting a good signing. Campbell, he, he's impressive. And since he started playing Polworth, I think he's always good. Uh, he's getting a bit more license to go forward as well. The front three's working well. I think the young boy Scott, I think he's got four goals already this season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're, they're flying just now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they've still obviously got Turnbull to come back, whenever he comes back. 
Hi. Yeah. And you just got to hope he's a better. Um, he comes back stronger from his unfortunate injury. Uh, but St. Martin still struggling. Um, and he could have easily went bottom had it not been for a pretty late Ross County goal against St. Johnson, who better yeah. performance. Um, Stephen May got his first goal's return. That's good to see. Um, but they just didn't do enough, and Ross. They could. They were so close to winning the first game of the season um, in the league. But I'm sure they'll take heart from going up to Ross County and getting a good point after them and having played quite well. And that will hopefully give them, from their perspective, something to look forward to when they come back from the international break. Yeah, I think the thing that we most folks see is that St John's in a bit in a, a fox position. As much as they're kind of down there, bottom of the table, they're, they're picking up, they're at least picking up points, they're scoring goals. They certainly got more options going forward as well, like to me. Um, Dre Wright's back from injury, you've got Hardran, you've got Kennedy, so there's goals in that team. It's just at the moment, I think probably um, Xander Clark and Jason Kerr haven't quite been at the levels they were at last season, mm-hmm. um, which hasn't helped, and they have had quite a, the back four is different as well, obviously they've lost Chauncey as well, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the experience that he brings. Yeah. They've just forced up whether he worked, he, he, I think he would have done a right player in Johnson, but obviously there was a fallout there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got what in the back I think it's Ralston and Duffy who are both quite young mm-hmm. in that defence yeah I so. think Tanzer's been a bit inconsistent as well I mean they've just had no luck um, as much as they, in the last few weeks we talked about the penalty miss against Mother all that kind of thing but I think the next two games they've got are against St Martin and Hamilton um, and they'll no doubt be targeting six points from that to get their season up and running. I think if they get the mm-hmm. six points there, then they'll be okay. And they're more than capable of beating St Mirren and Hamilton. And that, that goal that Stevie May scored as well was like an old-style Stevie May goal. Mm-hmm. Whereby he kind of made the run, got in behind, and then kind of slotted it away. So that could that could help him. Mm-hmm. I think he'll do well. I think he'll do well with Rackets and Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, North County just going along solidly, which I think they'll just do most of the season. Um they may threaten a top six place, but they'll certainly survive comfortably, in my opinion. They've got goals in their team, um, and at home they're solid. So, good result. Yeah, um, I mean, they're probably doing better than a lot of folk expected. They were 12 points after eight games. Mm-hmm. Equal Aberdeen. Yeah. I know, that's despite the fact we beat them. But they recovered from a couple of bad results at the end of August, and yeah, the results in the last few weeks have been pretty decent. Um, although they've got a tough one after the international break going to Parkhead um, Championship so last week we also talked about Lon Shanklin getting called up for Scotland and of course there was a, a game straight afterwards and a short result because Alla did the job in United yeah I think Dundee United are the new hibs that James <laughs> you keep on thinking Dundee United are doing well and yeah. a result like that comes along yeah, every so often. Um, but they stay top despite that because they United had a poor result against Cali Thistle um, who keep up the pressure at the oh, top. In the week that Cali Thistle are struggling financially, supposedly. Yeah, that's quite worrying to hear. Um, I think was it something they're losing 800 grand since they get relegated. That's just... Um, it seems like Cali Thistle can't afford to lose that kind of money. Um, yeah, even if they get... Yeah, even if they get... Sorry, you go... No, I was just going to say, just got to hope that they um, find a way to get out of it, um, get new ways of funding in there, because 
Um, it's only recently they won the Scottish Cup. The last thing you want to hear is no teams um, getting close to going to administration again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even as well, if they were to get promoted, it's not as if the money that happened brings in would solve all our problems. No. Um, so yeah, concerning things, but he'd stick on with things in the pitch and hopefully things get sorted yeah. off it. It was a shame that just with Mikael Thistle, um, one of their heroes from the Scottish Cup winning campaign, Greg Tanzi, sadly had to retire. Um, that's that's a shame for lads. I mean, it obviously didn't work. He it, it had that um, hernia operation at Aberdeen that just it turned out to be a botched up thing that he, he just never ever recovered um, and other moves worked out and he didn't get good feedback um, from fans who were wondering what's happened here. But it just turns out that he had major injury problems that he just couldn't get over and he had to make a decision. So good luck in your retirement, Greg. I definitely, yeah. I could hear after him for a while, but we were after him for a while. Which I signed him the, the January previous, well, not the January previous, I think the, the previous season. January 2016. Yeah, try again and kind of couldn't get a deal done. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, relatively young as well for retiring, so I got all the best in. Aye, um, definitely. Our results, uh, Morton and Felmdry won each. Um, Morton's first, the first game Morton haven't won at home this season in the league. Um, Dundee beating our broth, back to memories of them. And Queen South winning away at Parson. That was a little bit of a shock considering you thought this would continue their bounce under Ian McCall, but it just shows what the what a big job he's got in his hands. Aye, it's a tough old league. Um, there's a few teams that Seemed to be kind of struggling in that league, but Queen of South was one of them. But yeah, good win away from home. And still you're waiting for Stephen Dolby to score. Uh, <laughs> maybe he used up all his goals last season. Yeah. I think he will come back with goals um, once he gets his fitness back. Um, they've got a free week this week, so maybe they've got a, maybe he'll come back behind them in. Um, yeah. Credit to Bart at this one. It's probably took 3,000 fans of that game. Oh, no. 3,000 home fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute. I see, but that's still a pretty decent effort for them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then League One, the game of the, the weekend, Wraith and Falkirk first versus third. Falkirk looked as though they were going to go top because they were two up. Um, would have went ahead and of Wraith and goal difference, and then and then it was a second half collapse, and Wraith Rovers got a point out of it, and they remain top, two points clear of East Fife, who's the only unbeaten side in the senior Scottish leagues. Yeah, four wins and five draws. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty tight in that league as well. You know, it's through, I mean, six points separating the top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not much at all. And Clyde would have been a bit closer, but they lost to Montrose, which was a bit of a shock. So they um, they go above Stranraer, who fell bottom, despite a decent point, it must be said, going to East, East Fife. Yeah. Um, and getting that draw. Um, but Peterhead and uh, Forfar will be worried about their form because they both lost again and having started pretty decent that's quite worrying but then we are in, only in October so yeah I think um, Peterhead are on the last tips to go down or be in the I think they were last tip to be in the relegation playoff spot it might even have been Strindor was my tip to be bottom in those early days but yeah Strindor were my tip um, I think I think Montrose might actually be my second one I can't remember um so, yeah, but we know our predictions. Yeah. Aye, League Two finally, Cove lost. It's now Smear. Yeah, and, an upset. 
Yeah, definitely. I saw the highlights of that game and uh, I think Paul Hartley would have been having a go at the defence and goalkeeper because it was calamitous stuff at times, especially the second goal. Um, three three Cove defenders don't know what to do. The goalkeeper comes out and the Stensmere striker nips in and, and scores. It's a big win for Stensmere in that because they just recently sacked... Um, was it Comet Com- Menem was their manager, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm doing really bad tonight. <laughs> 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 um, that's why that's probably karma for um, the stuff that I said um, for Chris at the start. But yeah, um, that's a big win for Stennis Mere after uh, sacking their manager, and now they're up to fourth. <laughs> such as yeah, ah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Seven points all behind Edinburgh City. Obviously, the big game in the league was Kildon Beef and Edinburgh City and Kildon Beef. Another one, another one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think um, I don't think my prediction of them being in the bottom spot is going to come up this season. So well done, uh, Gary Bowen, getting that team going. I mean, five wins in a row—that's just tremendous. And only a point behind Cove Rangers now um, after the first nine games, and still an Albion fell bottom um, over the weekend. Aye, breaking and stalling drew one all, yeah. Although they didn't fall bottom, they were already bottom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Albion Rovers. Um, quick wrap up, Yeah, I was just saying Albion Rovers lost to Elgin, so they're third bottom, so they need to get their act together. As I know, Kevin Harper had bigger aspirations when we interviewed him at the start of the season. Maybe I need to interview him again and uh, see if it changes their fortunes. <laughs> yeah. I uh, usually when we get guests on, uh, they usually do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, their teams. Aye. So, mind you, ten that they're eight points, only four points behind the playoffs. That's true. Yeah. So just kind of get a few results together, and then it could be all very different. Aye. Aye, definitely. Stennis Muir. Oh, round off some of the. You want to round up some junior action? I saw um, your rocking like goals. Um, Did you see them? Yeah. So, so I was thinking that the second goal was going to was what you were talking about pick out, and then I saw the third one. Aye, it's a it's a belter, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Who scored that? Yeah, Gordon Pope. So he's got a habit of that, especially against Pollock. But he's a left back. But um, I would say he's a very striker of the ball at the club. Yeah. Uh, he just just pops one just in every now and then. It's so true. He's a postman, yeah. and it was postage stamp stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, you yeah definitely a contender if I pick it out. Yeah. Yeah, you missed my pun. Thank goodness. Um, what was your pun? He, he pops. He pops up with one every so often. Oh, I put an L K I. I suppose yeah. I was busy putting in more in terms of the postage stamp, but yes, postman. So yeah. nice. Yeah, the, the <laughs> listeners can decide which one they think's worse. Hi, yeah. good but, uh, good result. Paul Pollock kind of flying, flying kind of pretty high. Well, flying high and like doing well. Um, but yeah, Talbot disposed of them. But I would say pretty comfortably. There was there was more than from Pollock fans about the referee and decisions. I would say probably the referee maybe wasn't great for both teams, but um, no doubt that Talbot is enough to win. Good to get back to Ligatron as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. But the free kick as well from Shrinkers is good. Shrinkers is good. Yeah, that's a cracker, a free kick. Um, he's got a half of that. He scored one. He scored one last weekend as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and your boy uh, um, McCracken. Header again. Every time I seem to put a Talbot highlight on, he scored a <laughs> header. <laughs> yeah, um, that's he. He was out injured at the start of the season. He's played mm-hmm. four games now, 
and he scored in the last three games in three different competitions. Jesus. <laughs> um, and it's here. So, all been headers and corners. Yeah. Nah, it's as if teams don't watch them. I mean, you've seen it on the TV. It's on TV. It's not as if, like, it's... Uh, folk don't know about it, but, yeah, hard to defend against. Mm-hmm. And I've seen um, on the Fault House's Twitter um, in the next round of the Cup... Uh, they get the same team that beat them um, quite convincingly recently in the league. Um, oh, was it Thornton Hibs? Thornton Hibs, yeah. Yeah. I think it was it seven, get... 7-0 that game, wasn't it? Yeah, Target got 4-4 by Stendu and it played last season as well. So it's a home tie. It's bet Target should win that pretty comfortable with it. Yeah. Fault House won 5-3 at the weekend. Um, yeah, I think Aaron missed out because he was suffering from concussion. Yeah. This week. And uh, can the Stepanmuir win see one and they're seven points clear at the top of their league. So yeah, we're obviously saying a lot about the, those two teams because of um, their involvement with back on side and because Phil McGuire's an Aber- um, former Aberdeen player, their manager and Aaron's obviously a guest that's on. Um, we've obviously been looking at John Conley's story um, and I know he says that he's keen to come on at some point so we'll see if we can get him on soon um, yeah, obviously, we don't yeah. want to, obviously we don't want to rush, rush the man he's got to be full night for it but yeah just keep it up um, yeah absolutely I think we've been doing I mean, it's good as well I think we've been getting good feedback as well in terms of from um, listeners new followers and stuff like that from the likes of the lower leagues and the juniors, I know when Aaron mentioned that he'd be on the podcast, they get quite a few retweets and likes and, and new folk listening. So, yeah, it's good. It's good to get the, the kind of coverage out there. And Scott as well, when he was on, he was kind of talking favourably about the juniors as well. So, mm-hmm. it's worthwhile, as we've said before. Six pounds, Peter Nardo, three pound a concession, good value for money. That's um, great. Aye. And where you're not getting good value for money this week is it? Um... Hamden on Sunday because uh, Scott the <laughs> SFA went twenty seven pound. Um, you know, I've got I've got tickets, but I, I had one of those season tickets in the northwest corner, and it, it worked out. Um, it was ninety pound for the for the five games, which worked out eighteen pound a game, which is not bad. Aye, that's um, not so bad. Aye. But um, but obviously I'm a supporters club member as well. Um, but if you were if you weren't a supporters club member. You're having to pay £27 on Sunday for a game against San Marino. Why are they not looking at exploring, giving them it to youth clubs, boys, um, you know, schools, yeah, anyone just to try and fill the st- just to try and fill the stadium because it'll look awful on Sunday when there's going to be less than. I think you'll be if it if it exceeds twenty thousand, I'll I'll be surprised. Especially as well, kind of time of year as well. I mean, the weather might not be that great as well, and there's so much incentive to go. As you say, get tickets handed out to the kind of schools, whatever, youth clubs, anything. Fill the ground, bit of atmosphere. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just going to be a, a drab down affair. Yeah, um, exactly. I did a wee throwback blog um, ahead of the Scotland San Marino game, just looking back at the previous wins, because we played them on three occasions 4 0 win in 1991. Um, which helped us qualify for United 2 and was actually my first competitive Scotland game. Right. Um, so that was um, that was good to look back on that. Then there was your 96 qualification. Um, it was a dead rubber game because we'd already qualified. We won that game 5-0 with a largely experimental team. 
um, and then we beat them 4-0 in 2002 qualifying, which we didn't make, and that game was served by Colin Hendry's late elbow after scoring a double, and that ended his Scotland mm. career effectively. Yeah. Um, oh, I wish we could have dead robbers nowadays in terms of knowing that we'd qualified for doing that. I know. <laughs> I know. Now it's dead robbers preparing for a playoff. Um, I suppose we've got the playoff to look forward to. Um, the Russia game, I'm pretty much writing off. Um, oh, yeah. It's one of those games, though, you never know. Maybe playing away from home, that might suit a Steve Clark team. Whereby you've got to be compact and then yeah. be behind the counter attack. It's getting the team selection right. I think if you're doing that, you've got to be playing Forrest and Fraser so that you've got that bit of pace. Yeah. So we do when we get the ball as an eye can out ball. Because um, mm-hmm. through the middle, out, it's bet. Burnley will probably start again. No, he's out. Is he out? No, he's out. And just thank goodness. So we're a striker up. Oh, well. I think he called up originally, or was he injured at the call up? No, he was called up originally, but he's I was called up. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. I'd seen that uh, Ryan Jack and defender had pulled out. Handley. Uh, no, it was Cooper. Uh, yeah, I thought you said defender. Um, no, Cooper had withdrawn as well through injury. He suffered with Leeds last week, and then uh, Grant Hanley um, pulled out too. Um, but yeah, McBurney out. We did McBurney with Jordan. No, I must have missed that. I think it was before the weekend. In fact, what, one right. of my mates, one of my mates, Steve says we'd be, be better off with wee Burnley for Rabsey Nisbet than uh, <laughs> Willie McBurney. <laughs> oh well, I wonder who'll play through the middle. But I wonder whether he'd, whether he'd be tempted. It's no ideal, but I wonder whether he'd be tempted to put Ryan Christie there, and maybe, maybe almost like a. a no, I'm saying it's a kind of comparison in terms of quality, but maybe like a kind of Liverpool style, whereby Christie almost acts like a kind of false nine, where Forrest and Fraser being more advanced kind of thing. I think I think we're going to end up seeing that because um, I don't see Shanklin starting. I think Shanklin will start on Sunday against uh, San Marino, which is the game you want to see him play in. Um, it's going to be hard to say start my way from home, um, although I have no fear at the same time. Um, but you don't risk, what you risk him being a fish out of water straight away because um, we tried that with Mark McNulty and he looked like a fish out of water um, but yeah I think it, it could be one of these games remember when we played Croatia in 2013 we were already out um, yeah. and then we just produced this performance from absolutely nothing so you just never know but I just can't see it um, Russia are too strong at the moment and but if, as, as long as we're putting in a bit of a performance, as long as we see some hope in there, yes. and that the players don't think, oh, we're one up, what do we do? That type of thing. I just don't want the players to hide in their shells because too often players have been doing it in a Scotland shirt. Um, give the fans some bit of encouragement ahead of these players because that's what we're building towards now. I definitely. I want to see a bit of improvement. Ideally, I want to see players coming in and maybe taking their chances. Um Aye, as you say, hope. But well, we've always got hope. Mm-hmm. But that's what we seem to have recently. Hope. Yeah. Not Pope, but hope. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Bye. Um, but there was... Um, so Yeah, so that's the national team. And, um, I also mentioned one of the other main reasons I'm going along Sundays because it is my mum's birthday and it's a family thing. We just go to the game, so... Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it from that point of view. Um, 
But anyway, on to um, other domestic action. We've got the um, Tannock's Caramel Wafer Challenge Cup. Um, there's a game <laughs> on Friday night. Um, Stennis Muir Waterford, which is on Alba. Um, I wonder uh, how many viewers that will get. I know. I know. Um, I think they could have picked a bit. Although, to be fair, looking at the draw, there's not a lot. And I don't want to be disparaging to these teams at all. Um, but there's not a lot of ties that you think that should be on. Um, and that will attract a big crowd. Um, part of this on Conan's Keenomas is about as close you get. That is a late kickoff, and I presume that's for Welsh TV. Um, you've got Wrexham against St Murn under 21s. You've got Wraith Rovers against Glenavon. Inverness against Alwa. Arbroath against Clyde. And Airdrie against Elgin all on Saturday. And the other tie isn't getting played to 29th of October, and that's Silly Hall Moors against Rangers under 21s. That's yeah. also because Rangers and under-21s have a couple of international players. So. Yeah. I'll also say... You never know, maybe Friday that game could be entertaining, because to be fair, um, any of the kind of games I've watched in the, the Championship this season have been actually relatively decent. Yeah. Quite a few. Um, and sometimes it's the ones you don't expect that are actually the, the good games. Whereas sometimes I've watched Champions League games and you're expecting two teams that are supposedly world-class, whatever, all these great players, and you think... I would shut the curtain if that was in my back garden. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Um, although Tottenham and Bayern Munich was certainly not that. Um. No, no, I, 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 caught, I think I caught the second half. I, yeah. I loved how when they were talking about in England about how he's a, an Arsenal reject or they couldn't get a game at West Brom and all that. It's like, yeah. get a rest. Just concentrate on the now as opposed to the fact that he played in England. Who cares? Yeah. But do you remember when Celtic get battered 5 0 off? PSG, they get ridiculed and rightly so. When they get beat seven 0 away to Barcelona, they get ridiculed and rightly so. Um, but it's almost like, what do you say now? It's happened to one of your teams. You know? yep. um, I think they were almost speechless. But, um, but yeah, especially against a, especially against a German team as well, they would hate that. That they couldn't cope with that at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Challenge Cup. Good luck to. Hope the teams that are all involved get good, good crowds. Um, hope they price it reasonably enough. Um, and we mentioned under 21s there. Good luck to Scotland under 21s this week against uh, Lithuania at Castle. Yeah, a few guys are doing well. Uh, the young boy Fraser Hornby, he's gone on loan to Belgium. Mm-hmm. And he's doing pretty well. I think he's got doubles in his last couple of games. Billy Gilmer obviously has been featuring for Chelsea. You've got Lewis Ferguson um, as well. Glenn Middleton. Yeah. So there's a few good players in there. Huh? Hasty didn't even make the squad, which was quite surprising. Oh, yeah, that's a uh, uh, Unless they've just allowed them to play um, for Rotherham at the weekend, because England League 1 and 2 carries on as normal. That's probably the case then. But then, yeah. is, is, is that qualifi- qualifiers as well? Yeah, Santa's like 21 qualifier. So it is. Unless... Yeah, unless there's like an unwritten agreement uh, with Gamos thought, right, I definitely wouldn't start you because of who I've got in the squad just yeah. to play for all of them. It could be something like that, but Aye. Um, but I think if Hasty keeps his form up, um, then he won't be ignored with under-20 wins. Because um, Middleton's not getting games for perhaps just now, which is... Oh, no, he's, he's not starting. Bench, isn't he? Yeah. Aye. There's talk about that agreement getting cut. What was that? There was talk about that agreement getting cut as well. Yeah. I would think, but I think Hibis fans would like it as well. We'd be better off going out with a couple of wide players, especially if you only got one up front, whereby they've got this lopsided midfield that they keep on playing. Mm-hmm. 
but hopefully, um, as we've mentioned before, um, we also know about the national team's um, long-suffering record of uh, 21 years since we last qualified. The under-21s haven't qualified for a tournament since Euro, um, since Euro 96. Um, the under-21 um, European Championships. Um, so their run's longer and it's probably no coincidence that um, in the time they've not qualified, neither have we. And it probably shows that some of the guys that have been call- that have been coming through haven't been as good. So hopefully yeah, things yeah. start to flip at that end. But I think we've got a good manager there in Scott Game. I think I think one day he'll be the Scotland national team manager. I would like to see him with success at Clark whenever that happens because he's doing really well. He's been doing he did well at under seventeens and under nineteens. He's uh, he did well with the two lawn tournament as well. Yeah. Um, the under twenty is taking a bit of time, but he started a lot of those players young. Like, um, so just need to wait and see, but hopefully that can go um, come to an end as well. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, but I almost next week, so I almost uh, the Scotland chart. So yeah, yeah. So we'll try and get other guests on. Um, so if anyone wants to come on and talk about um, the Scotland games, just drop us a line. Um, Maybe Ian will come back on. Yeah, yeah. We'll ask Ian to come on. Um, he's planning his next uh, edition of the magazine for January uh, January February in time for the playoff so um, we'll keep an eye out for that and we'll plug that when it comes in we've given it an early plug now and hopefully there'll yeah. be some good interviews in there you get some articles in there as well from the when you met the players um, well I've, I've got a Liam Cooper one um, yeah. and hopefully he recovers his interest in then yeah we'll try and work in something between Ian and I I'd like to try and help them out because I, I like I like um, doing Tottenham magazine back in the day and hopefully I can do a bit more for them oh, you've, oh your blog's always interesting I enjoy reading them yeah thanks Even so who are we picking as a pick it out oh, it's, got to be, it's got to be Pope Pope right good yeah good yeah aye I think the closest contender I saw was the um, Scott goal but no, I think Pope's is aye. better I was going to give it to Shank, um, Shanklin but um yeah, then I saw the yeah. pop strike. <laughs> the other one that was quite decent as well. Can I seen a couple of kind of good passing moves, but the one that was Caledonian Braves. Yeah, I liked that good one. That was a good passing move. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else before we finish up? Or that's a good way to end, I think, and pick it out a positive. Yeah. No, I think that's that's good. It's been enjoyable. Oh, as yeah, I, I yeah, so we've covered a lot as well. Uh, it's been some. We've gone off on a tangent a couple of times tonight, but um, yeah, it was good. And yeah, hopefully Chris will come out from uh, hiding behind the sofa um, back on next week. <laughs> Coolio. Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, John. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>